Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and it is now, what the hell day is it? It is the 6th of July. This is when independence was getting kind of boring in 1776, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from the Sully Baseball Studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager Bob Melvin, and just down the 101 from AT&T Park, the home of a dumpster fire known as the San Francisco Giants bullpen. Wow! Another day... Another loss by the San Francisco Giants bullpen. This is getting a bit ridiculous. They're going to have to do something, I don't know, now. They have to do something now. And I recommended this the other day, that they go into their farm system and just bring up every decent pitcher and say, hey, do you know what? You're, we're going to stretch you out a little bit, and you're going to get some major league experience. We need some arms that some people haven't seen and maybe aren't gassed. The only positive thing that happened to the Giants today, you know, Madison Bumgarner was great, and, they, and they, it, was, it was a shutout. They were shutting out the Rockies through six, and the final score was seven to three, which means yet again, in a three-inning span, the bullpen just let up an unbelievable amount of runs. Again, the only thing that helped the Giants was that the Dodgers lost as well. Um, I'm going to get to the main story, but I'm, I'm going to just say one thing. I brought this up before, and I'm going to bring it up again. I picked the Pittsburgh Pirates to win the National League Central. Everybody else who was alive picked the Chicago Cubs. And the Pirates got off to that kind of a start that makes that made people were actually talking, should they be selling? Should they cut their losses? Should they say, oh boy, this is uh, just not going to be their year. This is not going to be their year, and maybe they should cut their, maybe they should cut bait. Remember they started the season 4-0, and and they had a great, great start. They started off, they won 15 games, only lost 9 in April. I was looking pretty smart. And then the cataclysmically disastrous June well, they finished 10 games under 500 in June. Now, the low point for the season for the Pittsburgh Pirates came on, I'm at baseballreference.com, the single greatest website in the history of the planet Earth. On June 23rd, not that long ago, on June 23rd, the Pirates just were on an absolute tailspin. And they had, were five games under 500. 14 games behind the Cubs, but also, I mean, they were behind the Rockies. They were behind the Diamondbacks for the wild card. It just was not going to happen. And they've gone on to win eight out of their next 10 games, which is what they've done. And they've climbed above 500. And an interesting thing, when you look up, you know, they're gonna, they, they beat the Cardinals, and they're going to go through a little bit of a gauntlet. Now, earlier in this year, the Pirates faced a gauntlet and did, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Horribly? Where they just, they lost games, 
all sorts of games to the Cubs, all sorts of games to the Cardinals, more games to the Cubs. They got swept by the Cardinals again, swept by the Cubs again. Uh, They lost three out of four to the Giants. I mean, it was just a calamity. And if you take a look at their record against certain teams, I mean, against the Giants, they're one and three. Against uh, against the Cubbies, they're one and eight. Against the two elite teams in the National League, the Pirates are two and eleven. That kind of stinks. But they are on a roll right now. They've won their last six games. And as of this recording, they're only two games, uh, two and a half games out of a wild card position. They're trailing the Mets, they're trailing the Marlins, they're trailing the Dodgers. All three of those teams are vulnerable. I've made this point before, but you're seeing the team is picking itself off the mat. And the thing to remember is they have so many. Between the Cubs series at the end of August and the Cubs series towards the end of September, they get to load up on the Phillies, Reds, Brewers. They get to load up on a lot of garbage teams. This is exactly the type of team that is going to be super scary if they actually sneak into the playoffs in one way, shape, or another. But anyway, let's let's talk about the main thing that's going on in baseball, which is the All-Star Game. The All-Star Game, the rosters have been announced. And, you know, I mean, what am I going to do? I mean, I still think that there are some, I've made it very clear what I would do with the All-Star Game vote. I made it very clear that the, Season has to begin with the All-Star Game, that we reward, you put too much emphasis on players who have a good first half, and you penalize those who have a good second half. I'm taking a look at these rosters that came out today, that they made their announcement. And look, at I mean, I haven't gone through with that fine tooth of a comb. Um, the, you see some people on here, they're like, okay. I'm glad there's a bunch of Red Sox on there. Obviously, you got to have Machado. Obviously, you're going to have Altuve. Obviously, you're going to have Mike Trout. You know, there's, there's obviously Josh Donaldson's going to be there. You know, there's this is I have no real problem with this. I'm glad players like Francisco Lindor got to get into the uh, World Series or the All Star Game. Sorry. Um, it's interesting that Carlos Beltran is an all-star, you know, the, the Yankees, yeah, they won today, but, you know, I just, 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 you could get something for these guys. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. And, of course, the best deal for the season took place last year as Cole Hamels, who justifiably is on this all-star team, is the leading the Rangers. Um, who should start the game as a starting pitcher? Um... I have no problem if it's Salazar. I have no problem if it's Sale. Right now, they're the two leading candidates. Once again, Corey Kluber, who leads the league in WAB as an American League pitcher, is not an all-star. He, ha- he leads the league in WAB. He has a Cy Young on his mantle. He still has not played as an all-star. 
I find that to be a little strange. I'm glad to see, you know, the Reds, I mean, as a Red Sox fan, there's a little bit of an embarrassment of riches as there are four starting members of the lineup. Xander Bogarts, Mookie Betts, Jackie Bradley Jr., and Big Poppy. Also, Stephen Wright justifiably got himself onto the roster. Uh, here's a question. I actually thought this was a typo. Why the hell is Craig Kimbrell on this roster? Seriously, why the hell is Craig Kimbrell on this roster? Kimbrell, I've seen blow save after save. He was grotesque tonight. He has not been a difference-making closer. He has been a save compiler. He's had outstanding seasons. He's currently not having one of them. Why is he an all-star? Why isn't Corey Kluber an all-star? What the hell is Craig Kimbrell doing on this team? I don't understand it. You know, is it just that people are transfixed by what he did in the past? Do they think he's going to have a better second half? Do they just look at some of the peripheral stats? I don't get it. I have no problem with the Orioles relievers getting in there. I get why the Royals have, you know, some of theirs on. Wade Davis is going to be hurt, so who knows what's going to happen there. But come on. That, that's just bonkers. That's bananas. Uh, do you know what? I haven't really taken a look at the final vote candidates. Um, you know, as a Red Sox fan, you know, I mean, there's, I, I almost don't want Pedroia to get the vote, even though I'm a Sox fan, because I feel the fact that the Red Sox are dragging Craig Kimbrell's butt to the All-Star game makes me think, do you know what? We shouldn't have any other ones. Give another team a shot. Give Springer, Michael Saunders, Evan Longoria, or Ian Kinsler a shot. I'm looking at the National League team right now. I see nothing egregious, but then again, I haven't really gone through it with a fine-tooth comb. There are a lot of Cubs on this All-Star team. I count one, I count Rizzo, Zobrist, Bryant, Russell, Fowler, Jake Arrieta, John Lester. Boom. Um, and there's a bunch of Giants. you got your Posey. You've got your Cueto. You've got your Bumgarner. I personally think you should have Brandon Crawford on there. And... Uh, Brandon Belt is on the final vote there. Uh, I really don't think it's going to be Ryan Braun. Um, I don't know. I just uh, um, I don't understand why Gregory Polanco is not on there. But, you know, who knows? Maybe he'll make his way into an all-star game eventually. I feel very good for Adam Duvall. Now, I don't know if he deserves, if he really is an all-star or not. But, you know, I like it when a player like that who was a minor league journeyman was included in the trade that brought uh, Mike Leake to the Giants last year. He, had, you know, technically is a World Series ring because he was part of the 2014 team. He was on the playoff roster. And he's come up, and the Reds have given him a shot, and he's rewarded them with some homers. And you know, not great numbers, but you know, look at that. He gets to walk around. He gets to crow. He gets to say he's an all-star. And the Reds get to say they won that trade. Mike Leake for Adam Duval, And boom, they get themselves an all-star out of the deal. Not too shabby. Who should start the game? Well, obviously, just by going by the numbers, it should be Clayton Kershaw. 
but Clayton Kershaw is hurt. So it's going to be either Noah Syndergaard or Jake Arrieta or perhaps Madison Bumgarner. I don't know. Um, personally, I would hand the ball to Syndergaard. Give me to Arietta. You can't go wrong with that because he finally is an all-star. So there you go, and people are going to get upset over this, that, or the other thing. This player doesn't deserve in, that player doesn't deserve in. And you will forget it all the day after the All-Star game. There's always controversy, and there's almost always room between injuries or someone sitting out or for whatever it is. Chances are the player you think has been snubbed will eventually get on the team. And, you know, that's not a bad thing. The interesting thing for me is looking at who's going to be traded. Which one of these players are going to be gone before you know we before the the you know the the end of the year. I mean, it's interesting. Fernando Rodney, who looked like he was going to be a hometown Padre, is already on the Marlins. But do you know what? Hometown Padre. I mean. Fernando Rodney was with the team for a couple of months, I and mean, that turned out to be a terrific deal for the Padres. They picked up Rodney for close to nothing, and they flipped him for a decent prospect. And they got themselves an all-star with uh, Will Myers. There you go, another great prospect who's finally turned, and he gets to call himself an all-star. But which of these players are probably going to be gone? Which all-stars are going to be dealt uh, Stephen Vogt could be with the A's. He's the A's representative. I would not surprise me if Eduardo Nunez is from the Minnesota Twins. I mean, Nunez is an interesting case because he, like Duval, is a guy who's been around for a long time. He's 29 years old, spent years and years as a kind of utility jack-of-all-trades with the Yankees. And this year has a decent average, some good pop was traded by the Yankees to the Twins for a, um, some minor league player. I didn't quite understand that deal when they made it because they needed depth in their infield. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I have a feeling that the 29-year-old Eduardo Nunez, who, like Duval, gets to call himself an all-star, is going to be a really, really coveted player. And you know, Stop and think about what he can do. This guy has started games this year at mainly at shortstop, but almost evenly with third and a handful of games at second base. Think about a team like the Giants who have had all sorts of injury depth problems with their infield or teams that could use just that extra player and that extra spark. He's almost certain to. I mean, Beltran kind of has to be, isn't he? I mean, I mean, wouldn't the Yankees be crazy to not do that? And... I don't know. I mean, no, are any of these American League pitchers Alex Colomay? Eh, probably not. Probably not. In the National League, Jonathan Lucroy is going to be traded. We all know that. Um, you know, a few weeks ago I would have said Mark Melanson, but I guess not. Julio Turan. I really, you know what, I hope the Braves don't deal Julio Turan because I like him with the Braves, and I think that he's going to be under control and next thing you know, the Braves will, you know, if they're smart, they can turn things around, especially with some of the young prospects coming up. And I hope he doesn't, but he's a distinct possibility. And, you know, if you take a look, I mean, could the Diamondbacks trade Paul Goldschmidt? 
Could the Rockies trade Nolan Arenado? I wonder if the Reds should trade Adam Duval. Now think about that. For, I mean, Carlos Gonzalez is probably should be traded eventually for the Rockies as well. But think about if the 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 Reds wound up flipping Adam Duval. Adam Duval is not a long term solution for anything. He's having a nice first half of the season and is doing well for a Cincinnati Reds team that is going nowhere in an awful hurry. Get him though he plays his his you know nice time when the All-Star game. And then flip him. He's a right-handed power hitter. He's a right-handed hitter who is an All-Star. And under control. I mean, when can he be a free agent? He can't be a free agent until 2022. So why shouldn't the Reds keep him? Because he's not really part of their plan. The Reds aren't going to be good next year. He'll be 28. He probably won't be good the year after. He'll be 29. Duval is a career minor leaguer who's happy to have an, an, an all-star campaign. Why not flip him now? Is it the whole idea to try to get the most possible value for someone? Did you see Adam Duvall making it to the All-Star game? I want you to see the, the written proof that you did. I really can't help but wonder if this is what the Reds should do. He's got, you know, he strikes out too much. He doesn't walk enough. He doesn't have any speed. And... He hits a bunch of homers. He has a lousy on-base percentage. He's got a good slugging percentage. But he has that little aura right now. And what if you have a bunch of teams that could use some bats, a bunch of teams could use some pop. Imagine him going back up the other way to for, in Ohio, from Cincinnati to Cleveland, and a Cleveland team which is doing quite well but could use a slugger in their outfield. Boom! You flipped Mike Leak for this guy. Mike Leake was probably going to walk, so you flip Mike Leake for an outfielder who out of the blue becomes an all-star, and then you flip him for, let's say, you know, two building blocks that they need. This is the value of playing someone like an Adam Duvall and maybe finding out you can do something. Have him show up to the all-star game, tip his hat to everyone in San Diego, and then put him on the block. What if he's a fluke all-star? What if this is a fluke 78 games? And this is and he never gets this level again. Do you really think he's going to be a star in two or three years? That's about how long it's going to take the Reds to turn the ship around. Having someone like him, and maybe you could get, you know, with a point of desperation. A team says, hey, here's a guy we could have control on for a few years, and we need that right-handed power. And the Reds said, he, he doesn't get on base. His, you know, his OPS is super high because of those home runs. But what if they get a couple of building blocks for, for him, which is something you didn't expect to have at the beginning of the year? I look at, I'm not a Reds fan, so it's easier for me to take a step back and say they need to do this, that, and the other thing. But if I were a Reds fan, I would want them to, oh, I don't know, do really well and if in their, in their trades and putting the team together. You know, sometimes when you get a player at a peak value and you can flip them, well, well 
while they're at that amazing level, do you know what? Sometimes that's the right thing to do. His teammate in the All-Star game is going to be Noah Syndergaard. The Mets got him in the R.A. Dickey trade. R.A. Dickey is a nice pitcher who's had a nice career who one year it all was like a, a Venn diagram and it came together. He became a, a Cy Young Award winner. And next thing you know, they flipped him. And they got a, 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 a starting catcher for the All-Star game and a or for the World Series. Why am I switching those two? And an legit All-Star Cy Young contending pitcher. All because they flipped R.A. Dickey at his peak amount. Cy Young Award winner. Huge fan favorite. And they kick-started the rebuilding process. The Reds have a long way to go. And unlike smoking the band, they don't have a short time to get there. So take advantage of this. You've been handed an all-star. Trade him while people think of him as such. It's easy for me to say, but I'd like to see the Reds do well. And the only way they're going to do well is if they make the right moves. Who on baseball today? Um, I'll go through this quickly. Uh, Tanaka. Pitching the eighth with seven two-thirds shutout innings was terrific. Zach Elfin of the Phillies was great. Uh, he threw a complete game. Uh, Donaldson, a player picked up in a as a minor leaguer uh, from the Cubs. He had a pair of home runs, and the Jays beat the Royals. Giancarlo Stanton's heating up. He got five RBIs at a couple home runs. The Marlins beat the Mets. Uh, no American League pitcher got a half wob, mainly because I'm still mad at David Price. But you have Will Myers, four for five, Bumgarner, six shot innings, and Danny Valencia with his three-run homer. For the A's, if you're keeping score at home, Masahiro Tanaka, Josh Donaldson, Zach Elfin, and Giancarlo Stanton got full wobs, half wobs to Danny Valencia, uh, Madison Bumgarner, and Will Myers. Go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, Twitter, on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram, I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Making a plea to the Cincinnati Reds. To do something that might be unpopular, but may help them in the long run. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast for the 6th day of July, 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.